And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Holy club. This is the World Wrestling Podcast with your host, the Big Cow Kid Sean B. And the Big Bad Booner Big Solomon. Is. This is the World Wrestling Podcast. Ah, yeah. Welcome to the World Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, the Big Cali Kid, Sean B. And Again, no big bad boo bear. We said it last week. Where, oh where, has Nick Solomon gone? I'm going to have to bust out the Ouija board. No. Summon the ghost of Chris Benoit, the ghost of Macho Man, and beg for my co-host back. I am a real American. What the fuck? Fight for the rights of every man. Nick? Oh, this Ouija board's a shaking. I am a real American. Fight for Nick. those rights and for my life. Dun, 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 dun. It's me, it's me, it's that good old <laughs> quadruple B. What is happening, everybody? It's the big bad boo by. You're here, live, at the World Wrestling Podcast with Big Kelly Kid Sean B for the first time in in, in a long time, damn it. Over a month for you. Go fuck yourself, Sean. I have been busy doing been things. Things have been going on in my life. Visiting the the underworld. I have. I was visiting the underworld. Hung out with Benoit for a little bit. We played Rummy. He's oh, a, did you? He's a cheap You didn't have bastard. a pillow fight? Yeah, maybe. I hate to bring that up, but okay, I told you that in confidence, you dick. <laughs> hey, guys. Sorry I've been gone. I've had a lot of shit going on, but I am back. IRL. It's me. It's me. The big bad boob bear E. He's back like a macho man behind the wheel heart attack. God, you're a terrible fucking person. We made it <laughs> literally a minute 15 into the show, and you already started with the Chris <laughs> Benoit shit. Like, ah, <sighs> Fucking dick. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I saw the door. I had to kick it open. 
But all right, guys, you know the drill. We're here. We're live. We got a lot of shit to talk about. Um, obviously, live in, I, in stereo. In stereo, yeah, back in stereo, not in mono, because mono is is the kissing disease, and that's not good for you. But we, we are good. Well, I mean, we're kind of spread like the kissing disease. So I mean, that's a good thing, right? Like we're pretty viral out there. We like, are, and it's not even that bad of a disease. Like people are like we're your Ooh. favorite VD. Yeah, we're your favorite venereal disease. That's what we are. And we're back here in stereo. It's been a minute. I, I, I'll try to explain a little bit what's going on. I've had, I've had some work stuff going on. A lot of excuses, a lot of bullshit. Not a lot of time to work with, but trying to get back here, um, you know, and do a show. We actually wanted to try one last week, but I just could not make it again. But I'm back here. We're going to try and go back to once a week, twice a week maybe, you know. I might actually have a, a little Markout Couch episode coming up. This week with a friend dun, of mine. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we got. We have to make an intro <laughs> for that eventually. This has been three years we, and we have not made an intro yeah. for this. But it's anyways, always been uh, just, the voiceover dun, 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 dun. intro. I really just need to record us both doing that, like you know, just fuck it, you know, just go with that. <laughs> um, but uh, no, so. Yeah, but we're back. We're trying to. I'm trying to come back. Sean's been holding the fort down. He's been doing him. He's been busy too, but he's been he's been keeping it together better than I could have. So you know, good for him because he's just you know a douchebag and everything. <laughs> but we got we got a lot of stuff to talk about. All in. Um, he's gonna fill me in a little bit on what's been going on because I haven't been watching any wrestling. I've been trying to keep my life together, and uh, I haven't really seen much of what's going on. I know about All In selling out in 30 minutes. I know about, you know, what happened at WrestleMania. God, that was terrible. By the way, just so all of you know, because I don't know if I told you guys or not, yeah, my network is gone. I deleted it. I I, I lost my subscription to New Japan just because I I got broke one week and haven't been able to pay it. I'm getting it back this week, though. Um, you said said if WrestleMania didn't live up to... It didn't. It didn't. I mean, I will say one thing. You know, actually, hold on. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it because, you know, we got to take our quick music break so everybody can get in here and such. You guys will hear about it in a minute, whoever's listening right now. But, yeah, yeah, we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll continue with this conversation in just a few minutes. I'm going to play a few songs. You guys tell your friends, tell your friends, friends. The big bad Boo Bear, the good old quadruple B, is back in town here at the World Wrestling Podcast with my co-host and my favorite friend, Mr. Sean B. How you doing, Daddy-O? I am fly. I'm cooler than the underside of the pillow, my dad. I'm cooler than the underside of Iceman from the Fantastic Four's taint. That's how cool I am right now. There was no Iceman in the Fantastic Four. But it doesn't matter because if there was one, it'd be the Fantastic Five and he'd be Iceman. And I'd be his underside of his taint. That's how cool I am. (laughs) Book it, Marvel. (laughs) Book it. Book it, Vince. (laughs) <laughs> we'll, be back. we'll be back in just a minute guys I got some uh, King Hal for you I got a song for me I got some George Thurgood and some put a little ass on it whether we get through all those before we get back you know is one thing but I got them all pulled up so back in a few minutes yeah yeah
Hello there, my old friend. Not so long ago, it was till the end. We played outside in the pouring rain. Our way up the road, we started over again. Living the dream, with you on top. My mind was aching, and Lord, it won't stop. That's how it happens in life by the charm. Up and down that road with our worn out shoes. We're talking about good things and singing the blues. You went your way and I stayed behind. We both knew it's just a matter of time. Living the dream when you were on top. Turning up the past, there's no easy way. Time's been between us, there's no easy way. Time's been between us, so means to it end. Turning up the past, there's no easy way. Living the dream, my mind's not taken. This happens. In That's how it happens in the lap of the drum. That's how it happens in the lap of the drum.
gonna leave That's a nice ski mask. <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> oh, and we're back. We're back. We are back. It's a, that's a, that is a banger. That was a banger. Neat and fucking ski mask. We are back live here at the World Wrestling Podcast with Big Bad Boo Bear, Big Kelly Kid Sean B. That was like a mix of Triple H and Vince McMahon right there. That's what that was. That's exactly that was like, that's what I call that. I felt, I felt all the power of it. Are you ready? But with the, with the growl of Vince McMahon. We are live. Yeah. yeah. I dig Woo. it. <laughs> live here back at Madison Square Garden. Very... Um, third removed, fourth cousin, aka my house. <coughs> I have I have a piece of brick from Madison Square Garden. God damn it! And that's what this is. This is that brick. 
what that what do you really no i don't i wish i did that'd be great oh uh, <laughs> i was right. gonna say that's fucking dope <laughs> that's pretty dope <laughs> that would be pretty dope as fuck <laughs> all right we're back here live and um so as i was saying before we took the music break trying to let people come in um, by the way, I found out on the music break, you know, no fucking pressure on me, but we just started broadcasting to not only Spreaker and iHeartRadio, but Tumblr, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Yeah, no that's fucking right. pressure at all. As I'm doing the show, hey, yes, we got all this. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's great. And I'm like, Sean, how do you interact with all these fans? You know, he's like, to be completely honest, I have no fucking idea. And I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. That's fucking great. Pretty much- Pretty much word for word. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Sean Michaels well, is like disappointed say? in you right now. Ver- verbatim. Verbatim. Master verbatim. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, no, WrestleMania didn't, didn't hold up for me. Didn't hold up. I watched a bit of WrestleMania it. WrestleMania was a solid F. B. F. It was a B minus like 9 F. It's a B minus <laughs> no, nine F. I'd give it a solid C. It's not the worst WrestleMania we've seen. They won the tag I mean, team titles with a child. Tag team titles I, are pretty much useless okay. at this point. Word on the street is WWE's kind of given up on the tag team division. Whether whether it's true or not is to be to be seen, but you know. The old, uh, oh, I mean, hell, they gave it to a, a 12-year-old, so, I mean, <laughs> what do you think? Just draw then, draw your own conclusions the here. next night on Raw. <coughs> it's not the point. Braun said, Braun Strowman said he didn't want to be in a tag team, yet every match since WrestleMania, he's been in a tag team with Bobby Lashley. Just saying, I'm just saying, David Arquette, don't 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 you ever give me shit about David Arquette ever again, okay? Don't ever do that. <laughs> hey, it's ridiculous. Freaking, um, shit! I can't even think of his name. Is the he's gonna go down as one of the greatest tag champs of all time? But you know, he's still twelve years old, still better than David Arquette. No, still better than Kevin Nash. No, David Arquette beat, moved, beat, beat Kevin Nash. He even moved better than Kevin Nash. Okay, well, I can say that, yes, okay, he moved across the ring without blowing a quad, so you got me there. But that's not the point, okay? You gave your tag team championship, which at the time, before this all happened, it really wasn't the best thing in the world, but it was it was getting better. Like, I had been, whenever I had been watching, the tag team titles weren't terrible, and they were, there were some good matches. Over. I mean, shit, that Hell in a Cell this past year, with uh, the New Day and the Usos, fucking one of the best matches of the night, you know? And it was over the strap, and they put it on a fucking clinic. I mean, so they, they've been taking it seriously, and I have stopped watching for a little bit, so I haven't really seen since about right before WrestleMania. But I'm sorry, that was ridiculous. I mean, you don't... And I agree, man, and... No. That's only, like, one of the, the few have... things that I have a problem with WrestleMania. And then they call up authors of pain and freaking insanity. Then have have came out and openly said that the reason they're being kept off TV is they have nothing for them. Why well, call, call them, them up? up? If yeah. you have, that's stupid. That's ridiculous. <laughs> they're doing like so good on NXT because I know they are. I mean, because I'm not watching NXT right now. 
Because, like I said, I can't. Hell, I got canceled my network, you know, because of WrestleMania. Alistair Black is the freaking NXT heavyweight champion. Alistair Black is phenomenal. I love him. He's fucking great. That kick he does is fucking awesome. That match at Takeover was freaking phenomenal. I didn't see it, but I'm sure it was good. Right now, I'm watching Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 2003 or 2004 around there. It was a great yeah, match. I can hear it. Yeah, it was, that was a great fucking match. Was it a great match, though? I don't care what anybody says. I know that 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 Michaels was pissed because Hogan um, didn't want to uh, put him over and shit like that. And and we know what he did. He did that whole overselling. I mean, if Hogan touched him, he like <laughs> flew across the room and had a seizure. So yeah, I know that it was kind of stupid. But I don't know. Every time I watched it, sold the hell out yeah, of that match. Yeah, even even just saying oversold is an understatement. Like he really oversold the fuck out of that match. Like I mean, Hogan blow on him once, and I and I think that Shawn Michaels had a concussion. <laughs> but it was a good match. He, Basically, basically, what happened is, is Hulk Hogan came in as Hulk Hogan. Shawn Michaels was RPing as a referee. That's exactly what happened in this match. So that way, you know, every somebody opened a window and the referee just goes down for an hour and a half, and they got to call EMTs to come back and revive him, you know, because he's close to death. <laughs> but no. Why does WWE find their refs? They're like the most sensitive people on the planet. It's, it's like they, they have a special referee farm that they, they breed these guys from, you know. <laughs> and like we the, just... kid, the baby in the freaking nosebleed section freaking sneezed and concussed the referee. You know, somebody fucking dropped something outside the arena and the pulse wave from the impact of it hitting the ground knocks them <laughs> to the floor. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's bad, man. Like, it really is. Uh, and I've noticed this over the years. And I know we've talked about it a little bit over the show and stuff, but, like, it really is just fucking terrible. Like, I've I've watched, you know, I've watched outside WWE and I've watched WWE referees and, like... Like, the referees in, like, uh, Defiant and shit like that, they're not like that. <laughs> they don't fall. Yeah, they do. They do, do They do the whole, you know, open window, ref down, that kind of thing. But they're not down for, like, an hour and a half. I mean, like, you know, a couple of seconds to a minute or so, and they're back up. I mean. I don't know. Todd Sinclair over in Ring of Honor, he's a tough bastard. Yeah, man. I've seen him put, I've seen him put hands on wrestlers. I want to see Herb start refereeing for wrestling. Herb Dean from fucking UFC. I love that guy. He's phenomenal. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a UFC through and through. Yeah, but it's probably because he's a little bit like CM Punk. But I I agree with that. CM Punk is definitely. No, but um, bitch. let's see. WrestleMania wise, before we go down any more rabbit holes about referees dying and shit. Um, <laughs> WrestleMania did not hold up for me. I'm sorry. I gave WWE a challenge, and in my opinion, they failed miserably. The only half-decent thing from that WrestleMania, in my opinion, was the main event, which is complete. It's just like my, um, it's ju- it's hilarious because it's just like my suspicions about uh, Suicide Squad, the movie that came out like last year. I thought that the movie was going to be okay, and that the worst thing about the movie was going to be Will Smith's acting as you know, fucking Deadshot or whatever his name was. And I was completely opposite 
Will Smith's acting was superb. The rest of the movie was fucking shit. And this, that's what happened with this WrestleMania. I thought that WrestleMania... Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't fucking insult Suicide Squad. Now, dude, I told you how I feel friend. about this fucking movie. It was bad. Like, it was bad. It was not. It was so bad. I, Suicide Squad was fucking awesome. Like, I came close to asking for my money back when I walked out of the theater. How That's how bad it was. I almost snuck into the next showing of it. You're a terrible person. I don't know why you put yourself to that. You're like some kind of weird misogynist or some shit. <laughs> oh, God. No, but um, well, WrestleMania definitely had some low points. Some low points. Uh, some low points. Some low uh, points. Some so, low points. Okay, uh, Undertaker beating John Cena in like a minute and a half. Some low points. Asuka losing that's, her fucking. That was phenomenal. Don't you fucking say that to me. I will. That was I will. phenomenal, bro. No, it wasn't. It was not. It wasn't the the knockout, drag out, double retirement match that we thought. It was a waste of happen. my time. That was a waste of time. But, but Undertaker came back. He didn't look like a freaking feeble old man. He but that was Undertaker. Out, he whooped John Cena's ass and walked out. Undertaker, yeah, okay. Undertaker always kicked that. God, this is hilarious watching Sean overact. It's hilarious. But no, um, you know, Undertaker was never a, a walk-in, kick-ass, leave guy. Like He walked in, he had a match. Do you Man. not remember the American Badass? I don't know how many times he would come in, freaking rape on the Hardy Boys, and then leave. I don't know. I just, I was wasting time for me. And then Asuka lost her, stri- her, her streak to Charlotte, of all people. Lost the streak to I'm Charlotte. Okay with it. I'm okay with it being to Charlotte. Why? How and why are you okay with this? Because it's Charlotte, man. She's going to be the female Ric Flair. Freaking, she's grown on me. As you know, freaking, a while back. Anybody with a vagina grows on you, Sean. No, no. Not sure. Um, Anyways, got me all off track here. Nice thing about vagina and all that, yeah. That's exactly why. That's that's my trigger (laughs) word. Um, but before I was, I was real tough on Charlotte because Ric Flair was there at every step and it just felt like it was taking away from her. But since she's dropped him, we've seen her have a phenomenal Hell in a Cell match. We've seen freaking a bunch of amazing matches from Charlotte. She's proven herself. Freaking the only thing that I found a downfall was... After WrestleMania, she ends up dropping the SmackDown title to Carmella. So what's the point of having her be Asuka on the grandest stage of them all? Breaking the street. Freaking having this huge wave of momentum only to be freaking dropped by Carmella? I mean, that's that's part of the reason why I'm not cool with this whole thing at WrestleMania happening. Because it was a waste of time. I mean, why do that? You know, you take away... Because next... All this is building up to next year. Freaking Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. Which is gonna suck. It's not gonna suck. Ronda Rousey's already been proving that she can... Uh, I can't, I can't talk shit about be, Ronda because she I She isn't gonna be a female Brock Lesnar. Freaking her match at WrestleMania was solid. 
Uh, Mia Branch talked about this. Uh, yes, she's had like three official matches. All of them have been tag team matches. But in all of those matches, she's been absolutely phenomenal. Do I think she needs to go for a world or the Raw Women's title right now? No. But again, WWE is going to let Nia Jax take the fall for this when it goes bad. Or on the other foot, we can see a really badass cash in. I just feel if anybody deserved to break break the streak, who is an active women woman on the roster, fabulous it was Charlotte. Yeah, I know fabulous Moolah deserved it, but it yes, yeah, so they're going to raise her from the dead and have her pin Oscar. <laughs> I don't put it past Vince McMahon to try some shit like that. So I'm just saying. He's like, God damn it, next year at WrestleMania, we're weekends at Burning Singer. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up. No, um, I, I don't know, dude. I'm just, I don't think that Charlotte, I just don't think that they should have gave it to Charlotte. If it was me, I'd have gave it to somebody who really needed it. I mean, Charlotte's already kind of on top of the world as far as the women's division is. Even though she lost the title, she was the title holder at the time. You want to give it to somebody, give it to somebody who needs the boost. Like... Who? You know, Bailey. Who do you feel? Really? Like, those two had some Bailey? phenomenal fucking matches, man. I think in NXT for a little bit when she was there at the same they time. They did. They had some really. Yes. Yeah, so, and I mean, they could have played on it, but Bailey's not over like she was, man. Yeah, no, she isn't. She isn't as over as she was. She's not. So, I mean, I get that. I guess, but I don't know. I feel like Becky Lynch or Bailey or Sasha Banks would have been better to take it and more believable than Charlotte. You know, that's just me. Like I don't, I don't see how it helped Charlotte in any way, shape, or form. And you're usually wrong, so you know, no, you're just proving my point. No, I'm not. And then, and then you know, you have Brock Lesnar who kept the title, which actually I'm a hundred percent cool with. I'm a hundred percent. I was a hundred percent cool with that happening at WrestleMania. Was uh, I a hundred percent for it? Come um, the greatest Royal Rumble? No. Am I for it now that WWE just came out and said that Brock Lesnar isn't going to be defending it for? Over, it's going to be well over a month. Brock Lesnar isn't defending that title again until SummerSlam. Damn. Well, they might be trying and to do... A, go ahead. And that's in July. They might be trying to, to kind of build up that title a little bit more. Which, I'm, I'm actually not totally against keeping it on Brock for a while. I would like to see him defend it more. Um... <laughs> You know, the title's got to be there for it to be built up. He's had yeah. the fucking because universal like, title hostage like for over to, a year. I feel like they're trying to emulate a little bit of what Japan has done with Okada. Um, and uh, that's a cool thing to do. I mean, it's built that title in New Japan to the point that when it does change hands, the, the people who watch it and who, who are big fans of New Japan, their heads are going to explode. Because he's had it for so long. And I think they're trying to do they're something. They're trying like to that. erase CM Punk. Do you think so? Oh yeah, because CM Punk isn't um, the lawsuit isn't he isn't settling, and it's actually going to go to court. 
So what better way to... Wait, they're still going on with for... that fucking lawsuit? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. And so, um, what better way for Vince to get his, in quotes, revenge than to completely wipe CM Punk? Even though, if that is the case, it's retarded because CM Punk held the WWE title, not the Universal title. So, um, I would I consider it separate title runs. I would consider it separate title runs too because it's two different titles. I mean, it'd be just like somebody trying to erase a World Heavyweight Championship um, title run from history when you're using like the WWE title to do so. And that was and that was the argument with um, the whole like Nikki Bella AJ Lee thing. Was that AJ Lee was the longest reigning Divas champion than Nikki Bella was the longest reigning women's champion. Yeah, so it's two different titles. That's how it works. Yeah, but some people still say that she had the longer she broke AJ's streak. Well I mean, AJ was trash anyway, so you know. We're not we're not getting into this. <laughs> Ah, uh, AJ was good. All shit aside, AJ was pretty good. I like watching her. She was hot, but like I don't know, she was. I she, she had a shitty time. I did crazy chicks. You did what? I did crazy chicks. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah we know. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, it's an insane joke. Um, you know, speaking of talking about wrestlers like, you know, AJ Lee and stuff like that. We before the show I told you, you know, I haven't been watching a lot. Uh but I've still kind of been talking about wrestling and you know, I still care about it. It's just I've had to put it in a, take a break a little bit. Um now me and a couple of buddies at work have been debating for like the last oh God, it feels like a week. Um just back and fucking forth, back and forth on who was the better wrestler. Austin Hogan. You know, it just came up one day, and, like, it's just been back and forth. Who is better, Austin or Hogan? And I would just like to know what your opinion is here, Austin or Hogan. Who's who's your guy? <laughs> Stone cold all day, bro. You're a fucking homo. God, I can't fucking stand you sometimes. This right here is why Chris Benoit did what he did. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. <laughs> Dude, the saltiness level just went through the roof. But in, in all honesty, Stone Cold was the better wrestler. Okay, how do you come to that fucking conclusion, you idiot? No judging, though. No judging. You're just an idiot. He just... He was better on the mic. No. Yes. No! No, he was Stone not. Cold, Stone Cold didn't need a brother every ten seconds. That to wasn't his, Stone Cold's character, point. so obviously he wouldn't need a brother. Stone Cold wasn't the, 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 the hippie rock and roll, you know, Stone Cold can make you love him. Stone Cold can make you love him. Stone Cold can make you hate him the next day. Okay, look, week later, look, something I want to talk about right there, actually, with 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 Stone Cold, because you know, my friends were like, "Yeah, Stone Cold was could do heel and face." Yada yada. I'm like, number one, 
if you don't remember correctly, Hulk Hogan went heel, and he went heel fucking beautifully. To the point, to the point where it's considered one of the greatest heel turns in the history of wrestling in general. Period. And I agree. The only person that could out will ever outdo that is if Cena goes heel. Yeah, that's the only person who will ever outdo that. Now, Stone Cold but, heel turn. Hold on. Well, let's, let's talk about Stone Cold heel turn at WrestleMania 17? Yeah. WrestleMania 17. Because he was heel when he started. He sucks. Nobody cared. And then, like, he went heel years down the road during his Vince McMahon-Stone Cold feud. After he went up against The Rock at 17, Vince McMahon comes out there, helps him beat The Rock with, like, a steel chair, and he gets up, and he shakes his hand, and, like, Vince is like, Stone Cold just shook the devil's hand, blah, 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 you know, or whatever. Um, he could not do it. It was a terrible heel run. Like, one of his only heel runs ever, and it was a fucking atrocious, because he's not a heel. And there's nothing wrong with that, I guess. Like, his heel, his heel run, you know, they needed to find but out. Even when, out. even when he was good, he was bad. He no, was over, he, was, he, was he, just, was, he was just an anti-hero, bro. He was just a Wolverine, which is nothing wrong with that. That's cool, too. But he's not better than Hulk Hogan. But you see, good Hulk Hogan was by the line. Good Stone Cold would still cross the line and not give a fuck. Bad Hulk Hogan crossed the fucking line. Bad Steve Austin. Was yeah, like, it took it took him how many years into his career to do it. But if he had Stone done Cold, any, if he had, if if he had done the heel turn any earlier in his career, it would not have been as impactful. And the Stone Cold Stunner way more impressive than a leg drop. Okay, you know what? Anybody can do a fucking Stone Cold Stunner. Nobody can. Anybody pull can off. do a leg drop. Nobody can pull off a leg drop like Hogan used to. Okay. Nobody can do a Starship Pain. And that's uh, why it's the greatest too. No, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I don't need this back in my life right now. <laughs> like, I don't I don't I don't know this that somebody probably said that to Randy Savage before he got in his Jeep that day. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know. Somebody was like, Hey Randy, you know what the cruelest move is? What? Starship pain. Yep, gonna kill myself. That's great. And yeah. then he yeah. He was listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he was driving, he was snapping into a slim gym. This was your and he was fault. like, "This is a good top ten. Let's hear this number one, Starship Paint." Oh God, no! Please, <laughs> <laughs> this was your fault somehow. Oh, oh. Yeah, good oh. job. I anyway, I, I hope you're happy about that. How many? I want to pull it up, actually. How many more title runs did... I'm pretty sure Hogan had more title runs than Stone Cold. Combined WCW-WWE? Yes. Yes. Just WWE. Just WWE? He may not have, actually. Now, longer... Now, Hogan will beat Austin in a longer title run. Because I believe he held the world championship for like two years. Stone Cold has more impressive accomplishments, though. I like, believe he was the king of the ring. He yeah. won the Royal Rumble like three times. Yeah, two times in a row. And then won like a year and a half or two years later. Rick, um, he's, I wouldn't say he's headlines more WrestleManias, but I think he's minus the Andre the Giant match. I think Stone Cold's had 
better WrestleMania matches. I would say that Stone Cold has as equally good amount of WrestleMania matches as Hogan because I mean Hogan had versus Rock versus Andre the Giant. I mean he basically he had the very first WrestleMania main event. Um, you know, like without Hogan, there would be no WrestleMania. You know, so Stone Cold's good, and Stone Cold will always be on that list of greatest of all time. I'm not saying he isn't. You know, I like Stone Cold, love Stone Cold, love watching his stuff. He's great to watch. But fact is, Hogan is better. I mean, he's a better. We're gonna, draw. Have, to, we're gonna have to agree to disagree here. You're Simon. gonna have to agree to be a fucking cunt because that's what that means. That's legitimately what that means. <laughs> I mean, if that's how you interpret it, then no, I guess. Uh, I guess I'm a cunt. You are a cunt. You are a cunt. Oh, my God. Um, but I'm going to grab a quick cigarette. We're going to take a break. Throw some music on. When we come back. Then, I uh, want to get your opinion. I want to get your opinion on the fantasy match that we threw out last week. Oh, well, let's do it now, then, before we start on the news uh, portion of the show. What's the fantasy match before we go, before we go to break? Me and uh, me and Branch were just throwing out some fantasy matches we had, and I threw out Jay Lethal versus John Cena. Ooh, that could be really. Good. I just wanted to, just wanted to. It depends hear your on take where on it's it. at. So because th- this this match would, would take a different turn in two different venues. Now let's well, we'll do both. Like I'll talk about both of them, you know, and, and we'll talk about how John Cena joins the Nutribullet Bullet Club, you know, as well. <laughs> when we get t-shirts we need to put Nutribullet Club on the back I'm just saying <laughs> that would be our second gym of shirts yes it's, the back of the shirt is just going to have like all these hashtags it's going to have hashtag Nutribullet Club hashtag Spike Dudley's not dead he's not he's not dead I keep telling you this <laughs> even though even though we know Spike Dudley is dead no that's that's too um, long of a hashtag <laughs> no, hashtag um, starship pain no um okay but no legitimately okay so in we would have to do one location at ROH one location at WWE um if this would take place in WWE Jay Lethal you know leaving ROH to finally come and join the big boys over here in World Wrestling Entertainment I think we all know that Vince is not going to put Cena or not going to put Lethal over Cena not going to do it um, so <laughs> I think the match would be good. I think that if they were allowed some freedom with it, Cena being who Cena is, uh, and, and actually, you know, not a bad wrestler could probably hold his own. If he could hold his own with AJ Styles, he can definitely hold his own with Jay Lethal. Um, and then Jay Lethal being as good as he is, uh, they'd probably put on a fucking clinic. This would, but this wouldn't be a WrestleMania match. I feel like it'd be more of a SummerSlam main event kind of match, like a phenomenal fucking SummerSlam main event. Um, now, okay. ROH, ROH, I'm actually not sure how they would do it. Because let's say Cena, you know, finally gets the boss to leave the WWE and work somewhere else. I'm not sure if ROH would put Lethal over Cena. You know, I don't know if they would or not. Um, I, I know that if they did it in ROH, I feel like a match would be better. I feel like it would be a great match. But my opinion, who I would want to win in both situations, who I'd be pulling for... I don't have a person. I can't. Because I actually don't mind Cena all that much. And then Lethal is really fucking good too. And it was just... 
it would just be a really good match to see. I think it'd be more the 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 winning part. The fan would would get their satisfaction from overall just seeing the match. Like I would be just more happy to see it happen than who cares about winning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who did y'all pick? Who'd you go with? Like, um, I don't. I'm trying to remember. I don't know if we like actually picked a winner more than just talked about that'd be a a really good match. Yeah, it'd be a great match. Um, I think that's those two could put on a clinic. Yeah, um, because Jay Lethal's considered the franchise of ROH, as we know, John Cena is the franchise player of um, WWE. I kind of want to simulate that match if, now. If we boiled it down to pure technique and wrestling ability, I would put Jay Lethal over John Cena. You know, a long time ago when I wasn't, you know, when I thought Cena was just shit, I'd say the same thing, but I don't know, man. Cena's not as bad as he used to be. I mean, at least he wasn't even bad then. Like, he's been putting more moves out there and more moves out there. Like, I've watched him, and technique-wise, he might just, maybe not all the way even with Jay Lethal, but he would definitely hold his own. I think Jay Lethal would absolutely have to take Cena to the limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we know yeah, Cena's yeah. going to kick out of kick out <laughs> it to at least out 20 times. Kick out every time. It's going to take a lot of, like, you know... Lethal injections before he finally goes down for the. I mean, it, yeah, you, you'd have to shoot him twice to maybe, maybe, maybe get him to stay down with some bullets. <laughs> That's if you could see him. <laughs> Breaking news: Cena got thrown off the the top of the Empire State Building. Still kicked out at two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So I mean, you know, I think it'd be a great match. You think Jay Lethal would win it? Um, that, that would be a good match to see, though. I might have to simulate that later. But, yeah, we'll be back in just a few minutes. I'm going to grab a smoke. Um, we got a couple of songs we're going to play here. Um, remember, if you got that sweet lady next to you, if you're hanging it all out today on this great Sunday afternoon, maybe put, you want to put a little ass on it. You know what I'm saying? You got to do that. You got to put a little ass on it. I love Rikishi, man. We'll be back in just a few minutes with some stories here.
broke, but baby, believe in me. I'm gonna show you something that's gonna make it better. I just need you to follow my prescription to the
Mr. Big, excuse me. Yo, what's up, what's up? Listen, now that the trial is over and you're out, what is your next plan? My next plan is to put my pistols up and I'm going to let my hair down. Let your hair down. Uh, could you define that for me, please? Well, I'm going to show these cats how to be a player. What is your definition of player? Player. 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 I got long hair. I got a pocket full of stones and bad hoes. Want to play on my phone. I talk plenty shit. Motherfucker, I'm grown. And everybody in my clique got chrome on they shit. Long hair. I got a pocket full of stones and bad hoes. Want to play on my phone. I talk plenty shit. Motherfucker, I'm grown. And everybody in my clique got well,
I got the bad hoe. I talk plenty shit. Plenty Ooh. shit, you stupid bitch. Everybody in my clique got chrome on this shit. Long hair. Nigga, everybody sitting on fucking chrome. Nigga, I've been tearing up cars for this. I'm car shit. Pocket full of stones. Pocket full of stones. That was Mr. Big with long hair and a pocket full of stones. That was my shit, bro. That was my shit. Was it? You wouldn't know your shit. You wouldn't know because you're from California. But that was some good shit. You know, you don't have good music out there. <laughs> but like last good thing you had come from California was like the Beach Boys or some shit. Right? Don't you blaspheme the Beach Boys? The Beach Boys were phenomenal. I'm not going to lie. I love Beach Boys. Every Christmas Santa comes once time as you know why. Hey. Don't you know that California girls, they're unforgettable. Oh, my God. Fierce, fresh. They got it on lock. You bet you got it on lock. Their sun-kissed skin is so hot, it'll melt your popsicle, bro. Then you guys had, y'all did have, you know, that one song from Pac and Dr. Dre. That was really good. California Love, man. That's fucking classic. California Love. See? Even you could be in the middle, you could be in fucking India, and that comes on, you're going to get hype. Yeah, you're going to get hype, you know, because it's me and Dr. Dre, or it's... It's I'm Dr. Dre, and I'm here with Pac. We're hanging out, giving these white women a big California. <laughs> yeah. Love that shit, man. That's, 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 that's diggity, dicks, diggity, dude, Dawson. Yeah. Diggity, dude, Dawson. Oh. Has, has there been any, I mean, you can't count Flo Rida, but anybody else uh, worth noting from Florida? Um, we had a few. Hold on a second. Hold on one second. That haven't that haven't bit someone's face off. He loves one and stuff after getting on the show. Okay. <laughs> you like I love you. That's beautiful. Yeah, that is absolute beautiful. I know. We're gonna watch Nick it, right? Solomon. Loves his daughter. Yeah, and also love you too. I love each and every one of you. So you know, if you want to take a ride in my pedal right. later, yeah. Just saying, it's got my window. I right. actually, I'm finally gonna get to ride in the white windowless van. What? Why are you gonna do that? What? You are. <laughs> I didn't say you could ride in it. Just the other people Aww. in the audience. Hold on, we got some people in the Damn. chat. We haven't noticed actually. There's some people in the chat room. Sam! Good to see you, Sam. Thanks for tuning in. Georgia girls are better. What about going back to Cali? LL Cool J. <laughs> I don't know, man. Georgia girls, Georgia girls are hot, though. Just saying. Nah. You know. There are some, there's, there's some hot uh, Georgia girls. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plead the fifth on this one. Well, hey, you know, what's good from Florida? We had some, we had some great music come out of Florida. Actually, you know what? I do have a band that didn't need anybody's face off that was really good that came from Florida. Actually, that came from uh, my area. Even my little town. Um, you know, Kings Ferry, Hilliard, Florida, Jacksonville, this town around here, this area. Leonard Skinnerd. 
Yeah. Fuck with it. You ever heard didn't, of Leonard Skinner? Didn't they, like, bang their cousins or something there? No, dude, don't mess with Leonard Skinner, bro. They were phenomenal, okay? <laughs> they came from my area, legit. Like, um, they were buried out at Kings Ferry, which is probably about 20 miles from me. Um, and uh, they actually had to move their do they have? Do they have a street named after them? Yeah. Yeah, we got Leonard okay. Skinner Drive or shit. Like, dude, we, you got never... Corn Ro- we got yeah. Corn Row here. Have you never heard of Leonard Skinner? Are you really gonna ask me if I've never heard of Leonard Skinner, bro? Like, I just like, I don't, really like you were acting like you hadn't. I was I was a little I was a little worried there for a <laughs> second. Like I was like, have you never heard of Leonard Skinner? I mean, Sweet Home Alabama. You know, it's because it's because I'm a phenomenal actor. Sing me a song, Curtis Low, Curtis Low. That's some great stuff, man. I mean, I'm saying, corns, corns from Bakersfield. Yeah, corn sucked. So you know. Yeah. You watch your whore mouth, Nick Solomon. What, they have one song? Coming undone. I'm coming undone. And that was it. I don't even they know have, the words. They have way more than coming undone. Twisted Transistor. Freaking, they had Narcissistic Cannibal with a Skrillex. They have yeah. a lot of good songs, bro. Yeah, they were all terrible. They were, they were pretty much all atrocious, those songs were. But uh, hold on one second, Sean. Keep going. Just give me a second. Keep going. Hear that? He told me to keep going. He wants me to keep telling you guys how fucking awesome Corn is and how terrible that Leonard Skinner is. He's not even paying attention, so he isn't even going to care. What what am I not caring about, Sean? (laughs) But anywho... I think we're gonna what? What was that, Nick? I was I was just trying to trying to tell you that you were just, a terrible person. That's what I was trying to tell you. Just just say that you agree with me. No, I disagree, a hundred percent. Corn sucks, Sam. Get over it. Um, <laughs> yeah, corn, corn sucks, Sam. But, but anywho, back into the wrestling. Yes. Um, okay. One, Mister Jim Cornette decided to open that two-cock garage that he calls a mouth and wolf some shit to Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. Ooh, not Kota Ibushi. You can say what you want about Kenny, but don't don't talk shit about Kota Ibushi. So, apparently on Wednesday, Jim Cornette stumbled upon a clip of Kota Ibushi wrestling a blow-up doll. Yeah. Um, and apparently he didn't take too... Kind of it. Why? Because and, he's talented? Is that why? And he decided to go on Twitter and bash Coda and throw out Kenny Omega's name <laughs> in the mix. Okay. Okay. Um, what do, you, do you have a quote from him on Twitter? Yes, I have it all. Okay. So this is from Jim Cornette's Twitter. He puts, and I quote, so apparently this, this is the great quote unquote Kota Ibushi that some people rave about. Another piece of shit playing wrestler that hangs around with noted disgrace to our business at Kenny Omega Man X. Birds of a feather shit the same apparently. Someone please tell him I said fuck you. I don't understand what his, what is his problem with that. That that 
Kenny Omega is a great wrestler. I mean, look, I know I talk a lot of shit about Kenny Omega. Uh, I, I do, and I do, and it's only because I feel like Cody is a better leader of the Bullet Club, but it's not because I think Kenny is a terrible wrestler in general. Like, I know I, my personality, you know, Big Bad Boo Bear sometimes can say things that he doesn't mean. I've probably said that I thought he was a bad wrestler at one point as a Big Bad Boo Bear, but as Nick here, you know, my other personality, the, the real one here, I don't think Kenny's bad. I think Kenny is a great wrestler, and I think that he's got a lot of talent. Um, I think that uh, he needs to stay away from WWE at all costs. Um, <laughs> I think that he's doing really good with Japan, and and I think that he's going to go down as one of the greats. You know, before before he retires, before it's all said and done, Kenny Omega will be one of the greats. And Jim Cornette is so backwards and fucking dated that he can't see that. I'm not usually somebody to to stand there and. And disagree with Jim Cornette because I've always kind of been a fan of Jim Cornette because he says what he wants to say and from his opinions on the WWE and wrestling in general. And usually he's not always wrong and he's usually never dead wrong. But in this situation with Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega, he's he's retarded. Like he is some four-year-old with crayons and access to the internet and and he needs to stop. This is – you're getting and- – he posts another tweet. Oh, Jesus. If my boss told me to kick my dog, I'd tell him to fuck off. They can't use that excuse to get out of the fact that they did something unforgivable that they can never apologize or make up for. Fuck them. Sorry. Just the truth. Wait, what happened? So apparently him having this match with a blow-up doll was the worst thing to ever happen in the wrestling world. Worst thing. Uh, Worse than David Arquette winning the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, worse than Owen Hart dying in the ring. Worse it's unforgivable, and they can never apologize or make up for it. That is just ridiculous, Jim Cornette. You, sir, you should probably and stop it. Just stop it. He ended it. up sparking a reply from Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega tweets uh, back to the first tweet about this is the supposed great Kodo Bushi. Kenny Omega says, Jim, I warned you about this. I said you can use my name to continue making your living as long as you uh, refrain from polluting my timeline. Don't force my hand. Oh, is that what Kenny Omega said? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to try to see if I can find out what the whole... Next Wrestle uh, Kingdom, Kenny Omega versus Jim Cornette. Oh, I'd love to see that. <laughs> you know what? Jim Corn or Kim- Kenny Omega's pretty good. He could probably make Jim Cornette look like a million bucks. I think we both know that that match would be like <laughs> I phenomenal. Would just... But you know, uh, hold on. You still there, Sean? Yeah. Okay, I thought. I lost so you. apparently, so from what I can gather, it says. Basically, Cornette's stuck in the old-school mindset that wrestling should be looked at by fans to be a legitimate sport and not pre- predetermined um, oh, or anything god. like that. Oh, God. I'm, um, the rage-o-meter is, is, hidden, is tapping out right now, and I'm just, just like... <sighs> and that's why Cornette has problems with stuff like Omega wrestling a nine-year-old girl and a doll, and um, also why he hates Lucha Underground to a comical degree. 
I okay. Look, Lucha Underground. I can't say too much about because I I've tried for all of y'all. Thanks, Sam, for sharing. We appreciate it. Um, I've tried to get into Lucha Underground. I have tried over and over again to get into Lucha Underground. I just can't get past it. I just can't. I'm sorry. Same. The wrestling was good. I tried, but it's but the, the production value around it and the quote unquote storyline surrounding the matches is just so fucking bad. I mean, it's just so fucking bad. So I'm not going to disagree with Jim Cornette on, on Lucha Underground. Not going to do it. But I'm sorry that you are just... You, Jim, you're making me want to rage fuck a squirrel right now. That's what you want. <laughs> that's, you're making me want to do that. <laughs> like, and, you, know, you know, me and... Um, me and Branch talked about this last week, too. The, the death of kayfabe. Um, do you want to... You go ahead, and, I, and then I'll, and I'll put you. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what's going on with kayfabe right now. I just with the, the way we have social media in our hands. Um, Dino Mac even hit on this on a show a while back. Um, there's no no element of surprise anymore. Everyone wants to know the outcome before the outcome happens. <laughs> um, we're always gonna have. Someone going, oh, that this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Um, we're never going to get back to the old, the old days of wrestling, and that's what Jim Cornette's stuck in is the old mindset. Um, it's pretty much put out there. WWE's pretty much came out and said it, not in exact words, but that is scripted. Everything is determined. It's sports entertainment. They can, you know. I just, I just feel he's an angry old man. They can, if there's no harm, no foul. They wrestled a blow up doll. Come on, it's not that bad. No, it it could be a whole lot worse. They could have gave David Arquette the World Heavyweight Championship or twelve. Exactly, you could have had, you could have had that dude. uh, I forgot what promotion he was, but he like legit went off script and like. Fuck this dude up with a bat in the ring. Yeah, I remember we talked about that at one point. Yeah. Look, you know, okay, Kaifabe. All right, you want to talk about Kaifabe? Basically, yeah, Kaifabe's been dead for a long time. Before WWE came out and said what they wanted to say, hell, even before the curtain call, Kaifabe has been dead. You know, from somebody, some wrestler who stood up and said what he said, you know, in a newspaper and shit like that. Wrestling has either been under scrutiny. Or, you know, on the way to its final resting place as far as kayfabe is concerned for a long time. But guess what? The fans have enjoyed the art form so much. Love the the, the pageantry and the characters and the moves and whatever they love about it so much that they have looked past it. That they have came together as a group of fans and said, hey, yeah, we know this is predetermined. But what's the difference between watching an episode of Raw and watching Law & Order? There's nothing different except for the subject matter. Um, it's still exactly you know the fact, and is, they're still putting their bodies on the line. They're still going to take uh, nasty bumps and, and falls and stuff still like that. Paying out the ass to see it live, maybe not WWE because WWE sucks, but wrestling in general. Fans are going to the shows. They're watching it online. They're digging for you know the rap sheets and stuff. You know stuff like that. The rap sheets and everything. 
Um, and, and it's not that they want to know what happens at the end. Nobody really wants to be spoiled, but everybody loves to speculate. That's one of the reasons we do the show. It's because we love talking about wrestling. We love speculating what's going to happen at Money in the Bank or WrestleMania. We love speculating what's going to happen between the two big guys at the end of the night. Um, you know, it's, it's a part of the sport. And it's a part of the... Uh, of the art form is the fan interaction without the fan interaction that we have today without us coming together and understanding yes this is a this is a predetermined uh sporting event without that fan interaction without those fans coming together it wouldn't be the same i mean it'd be just like the old cigarette uh the the cigarette smoke filled gyms of the 1980s and late 70s where wrestling was in its infancy without that so you know Wrestling in general, yeah, I get, I get why Jim Cornette's mindset's still stuck in the in the olden days. Because yeah, I still watch the old wrestling more than I do new wrestling. I mean, hell, I'm watching Randy Savage versus Hulk Hogan right now for the World Heavyweight Championship because it was it was a great match, great wrestling back then. It was, and it's sometimes it's even better than today's. But I will say today's wrestling has has taken a turn for the better with the independent scene. ROH, you know, I've talked about it a million times. ROH, New Japan. Uh, Defiant, all those promotions out there are bringing you something you haven't had in a while, and that's wrestling. They're getting away from the entertainment side, and that's some of the problem with Jim Cornette is all he sees is world wrestling entertainment. He, he sees Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega wrestling a doll and sees it as stupid, but, I mean, they entertain fans with that. Fans have watched that match and said it's a great match, which is, it is a little ridiculous, I will say. But not to the point where it's, 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 a, it's a black eye on the industry or anything like that. No worse than some of the gimmicks and shit WWE's done. Yeah. Freaking, um, remember the whole Gene Snitsky, Lita, abortion, him yeah. kicking babies thing? Like, that was some freaking dark shit. Yeah, that was pretty dark. That was pretty fucked up. You had Heidenreich sexually molesting fucking Michael Cole every week. Yeah, honey, what do you need? What's up, girl? Huh? Yeah. Hey, uh, Sean said, <laughs> what's up, girl? Hey, um, I'm shaking my glass. Can I get a little more drink here? I'm shaking my glass. She's not coming to refill my drink. I don't know what's going on here. Damn, Nick. <laughs> huh? Don't forget check on her. Okay, but um, the World Wrestling okay. Podcast does Glass. not condone empty the subjugation of drink. women. I need more drink. Here. Don't throw it at me! Don't you throw it at me? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> we're about to get oh! we're about to get an on-air wrestling match. Hold on, I gotta grab a I gotta grab my drink real quick because my B. And my, I got my money on Ashley. I think, uh, I, I think Miss Ashley, I think Ashley would absolutely wreck the big bad boo bear. Definitely not Diet Pepsi, so. by the way. That's Scotch and Burr. So. Book events. And the quicker that people like Jim Cornette get over it, the quicker we can get away from stupid shit like what he said today. <sighs> Samantha's got five on Ashley. Yeah, she'd probably win. But I think I would let her because, you know. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like? I'm, my money's on Ashley. Book it, Vince. <laughs> Book it, Vince. Book it. Um, oh, 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 oh. Have you heard? That one Mr. Um, 
Joe Hendry is jumping ship. Joe Hendry makes things better for Impact TNA Wrestling. I mean, I hope... I mean, kudos kudos to him um, for moving up. If I mean, if you can consider it moving up, but I mean, I hope he likes his paychecks late. I don't know. Oh, God, I hate it when you do this to me. You put me in situations like this. Uh, We have another article about Impact, specifically, um, with Don Callis, the uh, co-commentator for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And And I don't... I don't know if he's picked it up as an asset, like if he's bought it or if he's got some investment into it, but he's really, really talking a lot of good stuff about Impact, wanting people to mark out over Impact Wrestling like they do New Japan. And I haven't read the article yet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know, I I know, I know. I felt the same way. I'm like, Don, I mean, there's there's five people on this wrestling group that I'm on that mark out over Impact, but I'm pretty sure that's like their whole fan base right there. I hate to not be a Impact fan. There are like three people in Canada that watch it on there. I mean, but you never know, dude. We've seen things come back. I mean, New Japan Wrestling was in a time like this at one point in in their illustrious, you know, um, history. There was a time when New Japan was the shit of the wrestling world. If they can bring Gigapets back, I mean, I guess they can... uh, They can bring Impact back. I guess they can bring Impact back. I don't know. We'll look at that article they're the Furbies of the wrestling world. Yeah, yeah. They were really cool at one point for like five seconds, and then they started like... They know, just got really fucking annoying. They turned into like a weird fetish for 40-year-old, you know, virgins and shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but okay, so what's your article say about, about Joe? Um, is there a reason he's going to Impact, or is he just trying to move up, you know? Because, I mean, um, the next, the next door just... for him be, will be NXT if he goes to Impact. Um, I didn't really read too much into it. I just saw that he got picked up by Impact. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of felt bad, so freaking, I just didn't even read the article. Well, you know Joe Coffey, um, the guy who I've been, he's like my white whale. I've been trying to get him on the show for a long time. If you're listening, Joe, I still love you, bud. I know we'll get you there eventually. Um, but uh, Joe is supposed to be working for the next WWE tournament for the UK. Oh, yeah. So is El Aguero. El Aguero? For real? I didn't know that. Holy fuck. Now I'm going to have to yep. watch that. I'm going to have to get W Network back for that because I got to see it. I yeah. guess too. Joe Hendry, El Aguero. Um, there's someone else, too, from Defiant that's. Uh, have you been watching any Defiant? Have they been doing okay? I actually haven't. I feel I feel kind of shitty about it. Yeah, you're a, pretty, you're a pretty terrible person, so, you know. Enjoy that. But you can watch the episodes on YouTube for free, so I mean, it probably won't be hard to get caught up. Yeah, I need to watch a little bit. I'll probably do that eventually. Maybe, maybe even today. I don't know. I'm probably gonna watch. I mean, the only the only thing that keeps me from watching it is knowing that Martin Kirby could show up. Okay, look, Martin Kirby is phenomenal. He's probably the uh, stone cold of of the independent wrestling scene. He is the um, James Ellsworth. James Ellsworth had a title match with AJ Styles and almost won it. Matter of fact, I think he did win by disqualification. Did he? We're not talking about that. 
No, yeah, that's what we're talking about. It's James Ellsworth. So, yeah, you got another better comparison? Because you can't do Eugene. Because Eugene, I think, almost won a title, too. Because Eugene was badass. Um, you can't do the Brooklyn Eugene Brawler. Eugene won the tag titles. Yeah. You can't do the Brooklyn Brawler because he was revered by all the fans because he couldn't win. People were, you know, they wanted him to win so bad, but when he didn't, they still loved him. Um, you know, like, I mean, you're running out of jobbers to use to, to try and compare him to. So, yeah, Martin Kirby was the shit. So, Martin Kirby, you said it. You said it right there. That's the... That is the only good thing about him. That is it. I haven't actually seen him hit that, unfortunately. I've seen him win the Defiant Championship with that. Yeah. I wish I could have seen that. That would have been great. Um, but yeah. I thought, we, I thought we did watch it. I don't know. I don't know if I was there. I'll send you... I'll send you the... Um, you have to send me a link or something so I can check it out sometime. Yeah. Because I was just showing someone it the other night. But Don... I was like, this guy's... I was like, this guy's a total douche canoe, but, you know, this this elbow drop's pretty cool. You're just mad because he's like Randy Savage. You did not just compare <laughs> Martin Kirby to fucking Randy Savage. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Martin Kirby's still alive, so... <laughs> that was terrible god i'm gonna apologize for that one i feel fucking bad about that one um, you were on one today <laughs> i'm so fuck. it's just been a day man it's been a couple of weeks and i'm just kind of like pent up i'm using all of my frustrations out on dead wrestlers which is dead wrestling hey, at least it wasn't as bad as me the other night when uh me and branch were on Freaking, I made uh, Owen Hart. Oh, that's what it was. I said you were um, taking bungee lessons with Owen Hart. Oh, you're a fucking and, terrible person. And it just so happened to be the night after his 19th death anniversary. Oh, uh, God, you're a fucking terrible. You are a terrible person, Sean. I, I hope you know that. I just I just want you to know that right off the bat. But. But you've more than topped that tonight, so... Oh, well, you know, you know what? Okay, I, don't feel I, as may, bad now. I may have said a few <laughs> things that were off-color. You know, <laughs> one or two things. Uh, all right, next up is that, you know, we were talking about Impact with Joe Hendry. He's joining them. I'm trying... You know what? Hold on. I'm trying to bring up Don Callis. Discuss his plan. <laughs> hey, don't mess with Don Callis. He's a really good... No, you said sorry. That was you said you said the I word. <laughs> what impact? Yeah, yeah. Is it like impact? Impact? You know, impact. Yeah, <laughs> impact. 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 It's like Meg and Peter. Like Meg. 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 <laughs> that was one of my favorite episodes. It really exactly. Alright, um, Don Callis talked about rebuilding the Impact Wrestling brand during a recent interview with uh, Al Castle of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Here are a few highlights from the interview. Castle asked, what are some short-term realistic milestones that you can accomplish in the next year or so? Callis says, I think there are two paths we're looking at. 
I think there's the incremental path, the small victories. Let's eliminate stupid stuff. Let's eliminate the stuff that was ticking people off. Let's inject some logic. Let's slowly build a talent roster where we can have legacy talent that we've allowed to move on. Uh, let's introduce the new talent, the Brian Cages of the world, the Austin Aries wrestlers that people are excited about. Um, those are the incremental did he just, steps. Did he really just call, sorry, sorry to interrupt, did he really just call Austin Aries new talent? No, he's like, let's introduce the Austin Arieses of wrestling, like the new guys oh, coming up that gotcha. are like Austin Aries. Um, the big picture is, look, you made the point, but you didn't put it like this. The brand has not been cool, and we all know that if we create a great product with compelling storylines and ex- excellent talent, and we have an open environment working collaboratively with talent and using other promotions, we all of a sudden are breaking paradigms of the wrestling business. That will that will then make us cool and give us a buzz. It may not happen right quickly, but by the fall, by the end of the year, we both want real buzz around Impact Wrestling, the way people talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling and get excited about it as a cool promotion. I want people to talk about us like that, and I think we are on that path. Uh, <laughs> Castle, for fans that maybe once upon a time did check out TNA, but have dropped off over the years, and there's evidence that there's a lot of those, this is what the interviewer said, what would you say to them if you could speak directly to them about why they should come back? Now, I'm going to say what Callis... Yeah, speak to me, Callister. I'm going to say what Callis is going to say to those fans, and I want you to listen real... Uh, I'm going to listen too as I'm reading it. I want you I want us both to listen to what he has to say, and maybe even dig down deep and give TNA one more chance. But let's see what he has to say. He's like, um, <laughs> wow, not the way to start this off, Don. Don says, I don't feel like we have to say anything to those fans. I think that by the end of the year, we are going to be a product that people are going to be out of their way, going out of their way to see. It's going to be destination programming, and we're not going to have to ask for it. I think, I just think we're going Challenge to Challenge accepted. And that may sound a bit brash if I have my executive hat on. But if I and Scott and Ed on the team did not believe we could be the best, then we have no business in this position. Hold on. And that is the end of the interview. Um, so. I I think that he's got a lot of plans. I, so I don't know if Don Callis now owns uh, TNA or something. I guess, I'm guessing he's on an executive team with him um, of some sort, you know, obviously. Uh, but I, I, I'm willing to give TNA a chance if Don Callis is really getting behind it. I mean, I don't know how good Don Callis is creative-wise. I know he worked with WWE for some time, um, and I know he works with New Japan now as a commentator. But creatively, I don't know what he's worked on, what storylines he's worked on, whatever, you know, in the past. So I can't vouch for Don Callis and say it's going to be great, it's going to be awesome. But – you know, I'm willing to give him a chance because there was a time, and you have to admit this, there was a time when TNA was good. Oh, hell yeah. There was a time where I was watching TNA over freaking WWE. I would I would TV or DVR Raw or watch it online, and I would tune in to TNA Live. So what do you, what do you think? I mean, do you think uh, that maybe Impact by the end of the year could be turned I mean, around? I mean, I'm that, not expecting it to be phenomenal by the end. That of the year. is a really big statement because TNA has dug themselves quite the shithole of the grave, and you're saying this almost mid-year, so less less than half a year to pull a pretty much dead product 
product to New Japan levels, I think uh, that they're they're right in the check that their asses can't cash. Most just like their their payroll checks. Uh, um, uh, am I willing to give it another chance? If they can put together a better product, or at least show some signs of getting better, I might, I might give it a watch here and there. But the fact that he he made this statement, oh, I'm going to speak to the fans that may have stopped lo- uh, watching or fell off. Well, we don't have to say anything to you. That right there is arrogance to me. And, well, yeah, um, yeah, I think it is a little bit of arrogance there because he's like, you know, we don't have to say anything to you. We're going to show you, you know, and actions do speak louder than words. So maybe that's the point he was trying to make. Um, and and I get that, but at least give us a reason to want to, besides saying, oh, we don't have to say anything to you, um, because it's all those fans that you guys lost that. That's the reason you're in the shithole that you're Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. That's very true. But you never know. I mean, this could be the beginning of of something huge. I don't know when this article is from. Um, hold on, I'll look it up. Because I'm actually... just saying, make Johnny Mundo heavyweight champion, and I'll watch. Get out, get out. And it's Johnny Impact now, by the way. It's Johnny Impact. So yeah, there's that. Yeah. He's joking. Just saying. This happened. Actually, this article came out today. So I, I don't know um, when Don Callis has taken over. If he's taken over, you know, I you know. Let's let's look that up. I want to know, like right now. You know, I want to. So they're drop. Are they dropping the whole global force wrestling? I don't know. They didn't say anything about that. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking that they probably have, because that's you know atrocious. <laughs> this is bad. Um, I'm looking up Google now. Let's get that Google game going strong. When did Don Callis take Impact Wrestling? Let's see what it says on the Googles. Don Callis. Um, okay. So, basically, Don Callis, Scott D'Amore, and uh, somebody else that doesn't name, was hired as executive vice president to take charge of impacts, day-to-day writing and stuff like that. So, he's the trips of uh, impact. Pretty much. I mean, you know, hell, we don't know. He could. I mean, he's worked with some great companies, and I'm guessing Don Callis worked with WWE back when it was good. Um, he's worked with New Japan now, and now he's working with Impact. So, I mean, uh, this could be a really good thing for Impact. Impact could turn around. Um, I I do agree. What is that? Hashtag rehired Dixie. Get the fuck out of here, Sean. <laughs> Get out of here, Sean. <laughs> um, and looks like I will have an episode of Markout Couch, hopefully Wednesday. Oh, couch. It's Yeah, that could be really cool. We're we're um, gonna watch Rock versus Hogan. 
Um, and we're doing for the first one. time for him or just first time for her. Oh, yeah. Um, hopefully it'll be Wednesday as long as, long as everything goes good. Uh, but anyways, who are you watching it with? A friend of mine, Sonny. She's actually listened to the show a few times. She's single. No, <laughs> no, no, she's not, buddy. <laughs> I'm not doing the matchmaker thing, bro. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I was the other night the the power went out here, so I just downloaded. Uh, uh, I just randomly clicked an episode and downloaded it to listen to, and. Um, it was uh, one of the first time the oh, hold on hold on hold on, on. the Shantae. It's it's Big J. It's Big J. He's in the chatty. He's in the chatty. Big J's in the chatty. The metal fucking honky. The metal. The metal honky. But yeah, um, it was one of the first times that Shantae Williams had uh, popped in, and uh, you were talking about some one of your other friends, and I said the same thing. She's single. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's actually it's it's funny. That's actually her. I call her Sunny. She's a friend of mine. Her nickname is Sunny. That's funny. Yeah, she's cool. She's she's really cool. Um, she's a good friend of mine. Um, and no, yeah, she's she's taken by a very very uh, large redhead. Um, I would suggest staying away. He will hurt you. Was he willing to? Um... I have a ladder match for now play <laughs> <laughs> bro I'm gonna have to tell her that shit she gonna fucking laugh her ass off <laughs> she gonna think that shit's hilarious um anyway no um shit what were we talking about before before we got into that uh In- we were talking about impact and then you talked about the markout couch yeah yeah we're gonna be doing an episode of the markout couch hopefully as long as everything goes good Wednesday um Fucking, we're going to uh, talk about the Markout Couch and, and and do Rock versus Hogan and shit like that, and it's going to be great. Upset. Great, because she's never she's not really big into wrestling. She's she will she watches a little bit or has watched a little bit. Mostly, all of her wrestling education has came from the World Wrestling Podcast. So, <laughs> I've talked her into watching a match. Butterfly in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> reading rainbow what <laughs> oh the bro more, the more you know that's a great little thing though it's a great little thing um, <laughs> but anyways so no yeah but she I'm, I'm, I'm really what the, the the basis of the episode is to get an outsider's opinion on wrestling after seeing a match like that which thinking of some of the better matches of WWE it's up there in the top you know, Hogan versus Rock was Shiller, the best. Shiller Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle. Well, I'm picking two people that she might know. I mean, everybody knows who Hogan is. Everybody knows who Rock is. You know, I mean, if I, if I just threw her, if I threw on some of the better matches, like, you know, Omega versus Jericho or fucking, you know, shit. Why don't you, why don't you show Okada versus Chibata? Because she doesn't know any of those people. If she knew who Chibata was or Okada was, I would. Because that was a great fucking <laughs> Yes, you called him Chibata. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't don't show her that match. <laughs> if you want to 
you want to put her to sleep for the first t- 15 minutes of the match, then yeah, show her Okada Shibata. I was saying, after, after the Rock Hogan leader up to Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle, and just let her mind be blown. Well, that was that was a good match. And if she's interested in watching anymore, we might even try and do another episode, maybe that night or another time. But we're just shooting for Rock versus Hogan. So hopefully Wednesday night after I get home and I upload it, because it's not going to be live, um, you, you, you'll get to hear the reaction to stuff from a non, like a non, a noob to wrestling, a noob to wrestling. So. That's what's up. But let's see, uh, what's next on the... That's episode? exciting, man. It is. It's going to be that's... fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we're going to have some drinks, hopefully. I'm going to get a little bit of pineapple rum. I love rum. God, I love rum. That's just great shit. Coconut rum. Of course you'd get pineapple rum. You're a female. No. You're going to put little umbrellas in it. Don't. No! You, I don't you do sing that. Barry Shut you up. sing Barry Manilow. Shut up! Barry Manilow is cool! <laughs> Are you just, like, jealous of my pineapple rummage, bro? I mean, I get it, because what do you what do? You do? Yes. probably drink You probably drink Smirnoff out of the bottle, right? You just be... Are you a Smirnoff guy? Is that is that your thing? Yeah, you're a Smirnoff guy, don't Shh. you? Yeah, I fucking knew it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, Smirnoffs make my stomach hurt. I used to drink Smirnoffs. Um, they're, they're I actually not... polished off like half a bottle of tequila the other night. Oh, God. Uh, I've always been a vodka guy for a Silver long time. Tequila. But I, I tried to drink some vodka. I used to drink vodka straight. Like, vodka was my shit. And then, like, I tried to drink it straight again, and it just killed my chest. I was like, no. And I can't feel like I'm having a heart attack at 25. So that's it's my night. Well, Died once on vodka, and ever uh, since then, just like just, kind of just the smell of it reminds me of the time I almost died. So <laughs> it brings back that death, that like death, like you know, feeling and shit. Right. Oh, <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Um, next up, we have uh, an article yeah. about Cody Rhodes being interviewed backstage on the All In press conference. Thing. Couple of things about All In sold out in thirty minutes. Impressive, very impressive. Less than thirty um, minutes. Yeah, less than thirty minutes. Uh, you know, and all this stuff circulating around it is turning it 10, into ten thousand one hundred and four seats. Yeah, sold out. You know, so this is going to be a good show. I'm glad that I I've kind of gotten back to doing this before they did All In. I was kind of worried I missed it. Um, I don't know when it is. When is All In? You know, September. Now, do you know if it's going to be online or anything? If they're going to be able to watch it, like on YouTube? They have not said anything about that yet. Ooh, which, with as much, as quick as it sold out, and as many people that are disappointed that they couldn't get tickets and stuff, I would assume that they would stream it in some capacity, yeah. whether Facebook Live I mean, it would make or, sense. R- or ROH or New Japan throws in to have it broadcast on one of their... Uh, one of their channels. Yeah. Um, we got to have some sort of way to watch coverage it, of it. I hope yeah. so. But basically, um, we talk, somebody talked to Cody Rhodes and did some an article about uh, the backstage mis- mystique circulating the all-in event, especially with one Mr. Uh, CM Punk and his possible return to wrestling in general. So here it is. Former ROH World Champion Cody Rhodes was recently interviewed backstage at the All-In press conference. During this interview, he was asked about the speculation of CM Punk potentially appearing at the All-In show. Here's what Cody has said to WrestlingNews.co. Yeah, that's sexy. 
Um, this is Cody. I had a really great relationship with Punk when I came to OVW. He was the locker room leader, and he was super cool to me, and he probably shouldn't have been. He had worked for 10 years and was in develop- developmental. Uh, he was really nice to me, and you never forget that. Uh, he, we want him to win his fight. If Punk wants to be a part of it, of course, he is unbelievably welcome. Um, his city has, and the wrestling world, never changed and has, has never given up on Punk. That's to speak to the body of work and equity he had with him. Uh, hold on, let's see. Um, you don't speak that's, that's, for me, Cody. That's actually it. Look, I know we, we've we've both said our fair piece about CM Punk, but I think we can both admit that as far as wrestling in the early 2000s, well, I say mid-2000s, I mean 2007 to like 2012 and 13, uh, or 15 actually, I think he was around in 15. This guy was one of the better wrestlers on the roster. Definitely. He was the Doctor Doom to John Cena's Captain America or Reed Richards or whatever. I mean, he was the villain. He was the anti-hero of the generation of wrestling fans that have grown up now and that are wanting better wrestling. And CM Punk was giving them that before they even knew they wanted it. Um, You know, I respect CM Punk a lot for his wrestling ability. Now, personality-wise, I do feel kind of like he's a whiny little bitch. That's just me. Um, And a bit arrogant to say that he was better than Austin. Sorry, bud, you're not. But you are a great wrestler, Mr. You know, know, uh, Chuck Winster Punk. Um, Mr. Child Molester Punk. (laughs) Mr. Cadillac uh, Marcialago Punk. Um, <laughs> he was a great wrestler, and I won't take that away from him. Uh, so, you know, that was that was really cool. But maybe we will see him back. I and wouldn't mind seeing him in the ring again. Uh, it'd be cool to see him one in one more wrestling match because we all know he's going to get his ass whooped in his second UFC fight. Yeah, there's a possibility that he's probably going to die in that match. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't die in the first one. Like they, he Oh, I watched the first one just to watch him get his ass beat. That was yeah. not disappointed, so hopefully yeah. I'll get the same, grat- the same gratification of this match. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I mean, just, I wish he'd just come back to wrestling. He doesn't come back to WWE. I mean, come back to wrestling. Go to New Japan, man. Work your magic back in ROH like you used to. Like, he could do it. He's got the fucking ability. He's not old yet. True. I mean, I'd love to see him tangle up with fucking Kenny Omega. Oh, that'd be fucking good. And speaking of Cody Rhodes, it was, a, it was announced at last night's ROH Honor United uh, London event that NWA World Champion Nick Aldis will only put the NWA World title on the line at All In uh, this September. Providing that Cody can win the ROH title before then. Um, it's already been announced that Cody and um, Cody will face Aldis at the event. Um, but this match could end up being a champion versus champion match. Now, is Cody even in the running for Dalton Castle's ROH title? I'm, assu- I'm assuming he would be. He's a... Uh, um, I don't know if he ever got his uh, rematch. He might not have. He might have been waiting all this time to, to, to find a great place to do it. They need to give it to Beer. He's trying to think because he lost to the final battle. Um, 
I'm trying to think if he's... I love Beer City. Beer City's awesome, America. man. Him and Brian Malonis have been tearing it up. They're awesome. I mean, you know, no doubt about it. Yeah, we definitely got to get him back on the show sometime oh, yeah. in the future. Yeah, we need to do that. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, the NWA making a return to the wrestling scene. Now, I know that one of the last shows we had done together before, you know, we had that mid-season break, uh, you know, he, the NWA was kind of making their way back to TV. Uh, they were talking about channels, talking about TBS and shit like that. I don't know if they've actually officially made that return yet, but I guess they are back on the map. Okay, I don't know where that came from. but Oh, because you said they're making their way back. Making my way downtown, walking fast. I'm going to eat me a sandwich. With ketchup. And mayonnaise, na, 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 and Starbucks <laughs> too. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty then. Yeah, that's a great song. I love sandwiches. <laughs> but yeah, the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. If you don't know much about National Wrestling Alliance, um, kill yourself. No, I don't kill yourself. <laughs> the World Wrestling Podcast does not condone suicide. <laughs> no, um, For help with suicide prevention, go to 13reasonswhy.org. Oh, Jesus Christ. That fucking TV show. Um, no. Basically, the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, was kind of a big thing going on in wrestling's birth and midlife. I mean, uh, WWE was a part of the NWA at one point. WCW. All of the major promotions were a part of the NWA because kind of where you started at when you were building a promotion was the National Wrestling Alliance. Um, and everyone sort of broke away and the alliance fell to the wayside and sort of just died. I mean, I wouldn't say died. It's been around. It never really stopped. But it lost all of its gusto and lost all of the, the popularity, sur- popularity surrounding it um, when the companies like WCW and then WWF and, you know, they all, they all got bigger than the, the promotions that they had started with. So the NWA is trying to make a comeback, and I applaud them. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with the NWA and Impact and ROHs, you know, because WWE won't have anything to do with it, which is sucky, but, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing the promotions kind of interact as far as... Shit, I don't know, man. I've, I've been uh, preaching it the last couple weeks here that um, I think this all-in event is going to be the the start of a, a new revolution. What do you mean? I mean, like, the rise of the indies, man. Freaking three guys. Three guys just sold out the the Sears Center in Chicago, man, in less than half an hour. Yeah. When's the last time WWE's done anything like that? In, 10, in, 30, in less than 30 minutes? Not in a while. Not in a long time. I, the only one I can think of is WrestleMania 21 in Hollywood. And that yeah. sold out like fifteen minutes. Like, like basically, dude. Um, you know, the indies have have been on the rise for a long time, and have been making their way to the top. And it's and it's it's one of these events that are going to put an exclamation 
mark. And it's going to be that final step towards kind of ruling the wrestling world. And Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks know what they're doing. They are smart, not only in like regulars book smarts, but in the wrestling and, world, they are geniuses. I mean, their their ring psychology exactly. and lack thereof is they have revolutionized the way you wrestle. Uh, more of the Young Bucks than, than Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes coming from where he came from, being trained by the late great Dusty Rhodes, having training from Goldust. Um, you know, like, he knows what he's doing in the ring. He's got some great ring psychology and, 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 and great uh, ring genes he got from his dad. Uh, and, 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 you know, Dusty, I mean, fuck, was a legend and still is. And, and then some of, some of the reason, like I said earlier in the podcast, that people are drawing to wrestling again and have stayed drawing to wrestling, especially in the indies right now, is because they're giving you something that you've been wanting for a while as a wrestling fan, and that is wrestling. Getting back to wrestling. More wrestling than entertainment. The storylines are there. You know, the mysterious, you know, he just got beat up in the back is there. But the wrestling is prominent, and that's that's what people want is more wrestling. You know? And Bully Ray, Bully Ray Dudley said it best uh, last week on the Busted Open podcast. Cody Rhodes is just like his dad in the sense that he's a builder. He's got the mind um, to do stuff like this. We've seen Dusty Rhodes come up with war games, all kinds of visionary stuff that Dusty Rhodes did. Cody Rhodes is the exact same way. Yeah. He's yeah. he's a builder, man. Um, and Branch brought this up uh, last week or um, the show we did the other night. I can't remember. I think it got brought up on both shows, but um, it's, not, it's not impossible to believe that Dusty didn't leave like a journal or a book or something with all of his greatest match ideas and stuff that he would want to see in the future yeah. that Cody Rhodes is just going to take off with. I wouldn't be surprised. And there'd be nothing wrong with that. I mean, that'd be continuing the journey, you know, continuing the. Exactly. So, I mean, it, I, I, Cody yeah. Rhodes is doing great. He's doing wonderful. And let me know if you can hear this playing. Go ahead. Can you hear it? No. Oh. Okay. What is it? What do you? It's um, it's a clip I recorded from what uh, Bully Ray Dudley was saying. Um, That's right. You talked to him on the podcast, right? Yeah. Did you ask him to come on the show? Did you say, "Hey, we got a spot open"? You know. Nah, I didn't get to plug it. It was like as soon as uh, as soon as we were done talking, it. They cut the line. Ah, this comes. Fucking comes. <clears throat> but no, um, Cody Rhodes and the All In event have have it has turned into something pretty phenomenal, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Do you have a date but, possibly on that on that event when it's going on? Um, I, I believe it's September first. September first. Yeah, September first, son. But um, Bully Ray was saying that. Three guys just did something that ECW can never do, that TNA has never done. So the fact that three guys just went out and sold out an event in less than 30 minutes is groundbreaking. Groundbreaking, and, yeah. Understatement. It's phenomenal. And Vince should 
Vince should definitely have his eyes open. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've been saying for a while that he's out of touch, but if he doesn't take note of this, this is like confirms that, you know, he needs to, you know, have a pillow fight with a certain someone. He needs to go lift weights and read his Bible. Oh, and say his fucking wink, prayers. Wink, wink. You're a terrible person. <laughs> I heard you're winking and I was trying to avoid it. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, you know, that's... He needs to open up his eyes because it's it's going to pass him by pretty soon if it's, if it's not already completely passed him by. Um, exactly. I think we had one but moving, more. But moving on to some uh, good news, Stacy Keebler and I are expecting uh, oh her second child. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Stacy is expecting her second child. You are just waiting. You know, you're just waiting by the window as usual, just like you did with. We'd- we just got it. She wants to keep it under wraps. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't want to expose me to that kind of media. And, you know, that's why I love her for it. Yeah, I'm sure. Just like you did with that. Who was that? Who was that chick that Mexican Alberto Del Rio was dating? Um, what was her name? Paige, you don't need to bring her into this, you know. <laughs> we have we have an understanding. What's your understanding with Paige? Go ahead. I want to hear this. You know, she does. If it if it's not in the same area code, it's not. Oh, true. that's such bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> You're such a bullshitter. Page pages ugly, anyways. Pages, uh, pages. My uh, she's my crumpets and tea. Stacy's uh, my uh, slut. My long, my long legged uh, goddess. Yeah, she did have some nice legs, though. That was some nice legs. Hey, no, she no, knocked Vince out of his chair. No TNA, but nice legs. Nice legs. She had an A. No uh, T, though. No T, but no T's. There's a little no bit of A, I guess. There's a little bit of A, but she had legs, like, for days. Days. Hence why her <laughs> theme song was there. She's got legs. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but, um,. I think that was about it, wasn't it? Um, uh, hold on, hold on. I had some results from the best of the Super Juniors. Uh, I haven't been watching, unfortunately. Uh, which, like I said, I'm going to try and get my uh, <laughs> New Japan record. Jerry Lawler said that there's only a small amount of critics. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Product. I'm like, oh, God, Jerry's about done with wrestling because he's going through Did fucking he dementia. Have a- you have another stroke. Yeah, <laughs> another stroke. God damn it, Jerry! Like, quit messing with them whores. <laughs> He's got a lot of them. So, been married like twenty times. Ah, uh, yeah, that actually would make a lot of sense for Jerry because he is a whore. He's a whore. Um, hold on. The following results are from the recent. This is probably the last thing because I'm actually going to get going. Unfortunately. Um, the following results are from a recent New Japan Pro Wrestling live event that took place on May 26, 2018. Uh, and this is the best of the Super Juniors. And I think we're going to take a look here. Probably just at the actual match that was a part of the tournament. Um, a bunch of tag team matches. I got, 
I also got the results from the um, the last um, ROH United Honor United Tour results too. Ooh, Suzuki Gun beat Bullet Club um, the other night. Chase Owens and Marty Skrull lost to El Desperado and Minoru Suzuki. Let's see, and best of the the Super Juniors 2018 Block A match. Um, Flip Gordon defeats Tiger Mask. Uh, Let's see, ACH defeats YOH. Best of the Super Juniors Block A match. Yoshinobu Kanemaru defeated Taiji Ishimori. Uh, And Bushi defeated Will Ospreay. That's surprising. I'd have figured they put Will Ospreay over Bushi. Yep, and that's the that's your block A matches, uh, night seven, I think it is. So, so no winner yet. No, no, it's not over yet. Over with day seven of the event. Uh, I think it was on for ah. two day, two weeks. Damn, it's a long ass. They attorney. don't fuck around, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna have to get going myself, sir. It's been a great podcast. It's been great getting back on. It felt really good. Hopefully, I'll have an episode of the Mark Out Couch. <laughs> Mark Out Couch. Oh God! But yeah, hopefully we'll we'll have that going Wednesday night. Um, and I uh, see I am off tonight, and then off again next Wednesday. But I'll be obviously doing stuff Wednesday, so we'll be able to do another show. When, when's the next day? You're off. I will be off again on Thursday. Um, when I get my new schedule and I see how everything's going, if I'm closing Friday or something, maybe we can get together on Thursday night and try. We'll see though. No promises. Don't put any promises out there because we never get tell. But at least sometime next week, whether it's me and Boo or just me or me and Branch, um, uh, we will be back on sometime next week. We need to try and get Branch on here with, with both of us and all three of us do a show together. Definitely, I'm trying to get a four horsemen together, man. We need to get we need to get Dean again. Do another four horsemen. Dino, show. Dino, Look, Matt. We have got to have a four horsemen show for around the all in show, like right after the all in, like that week or something. We go to review. We that's got to be a four horsemen show. That's got definitely. And I already I already told Dean that um, come November we definitely definitely have to do a four horsemen for my five year podcast anniversary. I don't know when my anniversary is, you know. It's so frustrating because I don't, I can't do any of these things. I've already started. Uh, I've already started gathering clips and stuff from shows, so I'm gonna put together like a little montage. Look, I'm pretty sure my. You know what? I remember. I think I remember when my when my anniversary is, and it's gonna be. It's like January, or no? It's like December 26th or December 27th. No. It's got to be after January. No, it's before it's before January, because I was talking about it with Vito as the green as Green October on Truth Porn Militia, and so I believe that toilet paper militia. Yeah, on, on TPM. Yeah, I believe my anniversary has got to be like December twenty, probably twenty seventh or twenty eighth. Um, yeah, because I started fucking around with Spreaker and podcasts and stuff. Around that time, 
I hadn't had my tablet for very long. All started on a little bullshit tablet. So, December 28th, 2014? When is your anniversary? Like, your actual Mine year? is... Shit, I'd have to go back and look. How long have you been doing have... it? You've been doing it for five years, so... Yeah, it'll see. be five years. So, 2018, November. 2018, so... 13? So to, yeah, that would make sense, because you started before me. You started, like, a year before I did. Yeah. I wasn't in there in 2013, because Addie was... Yeah, so it'd probably be 2014, yeah. The end of 2014. So, yeah, that's my anniversary. December 26th, 2014. So, 15, 16, 17, 18. Right. This year will be marked four years for me. Oh, this will be your four year? Yeah, my four-year mark. What up? Yeah. But, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll definitely have to do something for the All-In Show. I'm saying it now. All-In Review Four Horsemen Show is going to happen. We just got to get the people together. Maybe we'll sell out my house in, like, 30 minutes. Book it. Book it. Book it, Vince. Book it. <laughs> you guys have a great evening um you know watch some wrestling chill out i'm gonna watch some me and Addie are gonna watch some wrestling i don't, I don't think we're gonna watch some hogan because i'm just in a hogan kid and right while now. you're chilling out relaxing make sure you follow us on the twitters myself at happy the cloud 14 and myself at big bad boo bear just the big bad boo bear you can find me on instagram as at big bad boo bear I believe you find me on Instagram at the Happy and Skitto Show. And then and you can find us on Facebook at the World Wrestling Podcast. Not to the Wallerud. Not the Wallerud. No. The world. It's fixed. It's fixated. <laughs> it's fixated. <laughs> um, you guys can now find us on Tumblr and SoundCloud. Yep, yep. You can find me on Facebook as well. Type in Happy the Clown. It's my big smiley clown face. And as always, until next time, take care of each other and yourselves. I'm the Big Cali Kid, Sean B. And I'm the Quadruple B, Big Bad by Bear. And this, this was the World Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. I'm hashtag Team Kitty. I'm going to let Hulk Hogan play us out with that American-made theme because we are American-made. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in tonight. We'll be back soon. Remember, always 100% hashtag Team Cody. Bam, I turned Sean's mic off. So even if he says Team Kenny, it doesn't matter. I got the last word. (laughs) Have, Have a good night, everybody. Capital One knows life doesn't alert you about your credit card. No. 
next stop, Graham Street. And Brian in the khaki shorts. Your GNL energy bill went up 60% this month. Seems like you'd want to know. Stand clear of the closing doors. So, meet Eno, the Capital One assistant that catches things that might look wrong, like increases to a recurring bill, then sends an alert to your phone and helps you fix it. Eno, another way Capital One is watching out for your money when you're not. Capital One, what's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com for details. Limitations apply. Planning a getaway? Well, with the Capital One Venture Card, you earn unlimited double miles on any purchase you make today and every day. And those miles add up to get you closer to that trip to paradise. Every vanilla soy latte, double miles. Every time you pump gas, double miles. Even when you buy a set of monogram beach towels, yep, double miles. You earn unlimited double miles on every purchase, and then you go. The Capital One Venture Card, the card that takes you there. What's in your wallet? Capital One Bank USA N.A.